This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to Worlds Collide, the wrestling art podcast for wrestling fans by wrestling fans, featuring Tony Bella from WrestlingTradingCards.com. This is like a, a stock market. Like- and Zan Morning from Wrestling With Cards on YouTube. And I'm not saying there's a right or wrong answer, I'm just posing the question. Join them as they navigate the world of wrestling cards, helping you build a bigger and better collection and making some money along the way. What's up, wrestling fans and trading card collectors? Back again, Worlds Collide, the best of the worst wrestling card podcast, because <laughs> wrestling cards rule. That's right. We're hitting all the taglines and gimmicks today. We're done. Call it out. We're done. Thanks for watching, everybody. Next Good thing night. you know, I'll be saying, oh, you didn't know. But nope, we're moving on past that. We got a lot to talk about today. Uh, we're going to mainly talk about modern product releases, a little bit of Impeccable, a little bit of Spectrum, and then are we actually getting too many releases, or are we not getting enough? That's an interesting question. Um, let's start with Impeccable. Tony, this is your first time. I know, I know you're familiar maybe with Impeccable from hearing mm-hmm. the name of sports. I'm sure. familiar with it, not from, I, I'm just completely honest. Like when you start looking at the breakdown of the product, I wasn't familiar with it. Like what Adam has broken down on your on the WTC channel on mm-hmm. YouTube, but I was familiar with the product. I knew what it looked like. I knew like kind of the little bit of the rarity and, you know, on-card autos, blah, blah, blah. So um, what is your first impression when you saw people start breaking or you start seeing this stuff on Twitter of the impeccable release for WWE? Um, Design-wise, I thought it was kind of okay. I'm not overly thrilled with it compared to the previous releases that Tampini's put out. I mean, I I thought it got better and better with each release. Like, um, you know, Prism is Prism. And that was sort of like, okay, this is kind of cool. It's, uh, you know, their version of Chrome. And then you go into, you know, um, Revolution. Revolution. And I thought, wow, this is much better. I love this. Like Everybody that. loved you, it. Yeah. And then you go into Select and everybody just, you know, fell ahead over hills for that, too. Like, And I think they're great. They're, they're all beautifully designed. Then you get into this, which I know is supposed to be a higher end product. Um, a little bit, yeah. A little bit. And uh, just the appeal here is the on-card signatures. That's what the yes. appeal is. So, I mean, that's kind of sort of a universally accepted yes. That's what we're waiting for kind of thing is the on, on card signatures uh design wise me personally okay you know it's um some great shots were used like some great pictures to support so like that i like the theme of uh you know their number to certain things based on the year of their uh induction to hall of fame uh, yes uh, absolutely I, I, that, that kind of stuff is kind of cool um but you know overall good i got nothing i got nothing really bad to say about it nothing really great to say about it to me it's good Hundred percent agree. Uh, maybe for different aspects of it, uh, on card autos always an awesome thing. The checklist on the autos was not, you know, Panini's been knocking it out of the park with the variety that they're putting out in that. Uh, I, I guess maybe one thing for you is there's no Loomis, so like there's nothing to chase. So and, yeah. and maybe you know that's something that could that, be not, could be a very good reason why I have uh, I'm like kind of like, meh about it. Yeah, and same. I mean that's but um, I, but there but, is angle cards in there. Do you have any of those yet? I have not even bothered to go after any of them yet, to be honest with you. I haven't. Um, I hate saying that, you know, he's taking the back seat, 
but he kind of has in the sense that, you know, I, I'm on a very tight budget with my store opening and everything. So I don't have a lot of, ex, uh, you know, uh, extra income here for that. Um, so, you know, and I'm not turning other cards into stuff like that. I just haven't had, it hasn't been getting the attention that I would normally give it. Yeah. So um, rightfully you know, so if you're trying to open a business. Yeah. I mean, and with Loomis being, again, not to disrespect like that, but being of a, a, a little bit of a lower tier on the popularity stuff like that, um, you know, even that stuff, I'm kind of like not pursuing at the moment right now. If something falls in my lap, uh, absolutely it's like that. Like recently somebody sent me a message on a one of one uh, white sparkle, you know, Loomis card. And the guy wants like 500 bucks for it's like that. And I go, I can, <laughs> I can keep it for 500 bucks, but yeah. um, um, uh, I'm just, I'm just not overly pursuing things right now. It's not because I've lost the excitement for it. I still have fun when I'm doing it, but I'm just, my focus has to be on other things and I got to have to prioritize things. And so uh, even prioritizing even further, you know, not only from collecting cards for me and then it goes Loomis, I got to put even angle even a little lower because his stuff tends to go for a little higher pricing on top of that. So makes sense. Um, before you said that, I'm actually glad you start talking about that. I do want to say that anytime we're talking about these new releases, it may come off that we're giving this opinion like we don't like it. And it's not that it's just what Tony said, like maybe our attention isn't completely on it from like a digging into the weeds, so to speak, because yeah. the people we collect aren't in the set so we kind of look at it from a visual perspective and it's just our opinion you know again yeah. everybody can have opinions you don't have to, if you don't like this you can turn it off right now and go start your own podcast about impeccable <laughs> but um i think the design of the cards are okay i think a lot of the stuff you said is okay i think they dropped the ball on the relics you know i think select had better relics and when you're having a subpar product like select, that's right come that's out right 100 um so i don't Pros and cons. Uh, one thing I was excited is to see the wrestling car community, uh, you know, kind of buy into this product. I didn't see a lot of complaints about it all the way from just the base cards all the way up to like the one of ones. Uh, th you know, one thing we didn't talk about yet was the gold and silver bars. I think that's weird. Like it's, I know it's, I, it's, 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 it's very, been a thing before, but yeah, I've always just thought it's weird. It's super gimmicky, but you know, you're, when you're talking about an industry that's based on gimmicks, you think you'd be a little bit, you'd be a little more, you'd be a little more creative with your gimmick, you know? And it's just like the gold bars, like there's no correlation to me as a wrestling fan. There'd be no correlation like the gold bar or the silver bar or just a bar. Had you done like what tops did with like the belt designs like that? Yeah. Has it made a gold belt and a silver belt or something or like that? Or even just like a WWE logo that's gold. Like that, that, like, that yeah. would have been excellent. Excellent idea. That would have been an excellent idea. Even having a WWE logo would have been absolutely awesome in gold and silver. And it had that be like, you know, your one ounce and Troy ounce yep. of whatever. That would, that would have been uh, very cool, I, I thought. But um, that was fair. Some people love the bars. And I, I get people who are probably into the previous uh, impeccable releases in other sports or like just kind of use that. Um, Maybe they want to match those up with the wrestling stuff because they're fans of both. Like there's... Uh, who knows? I mean, but it's just, I, again, uh, aesthetically pleasing. You know, I, I give it a, for me personally, so, so. I give like, a, I give it a six. Yeah. yeah you know, same. somewhere in that range. Uh, but again, it's also because, again, maybe I'm just not turned on by it. I, I have multiple factors I've already described, you know, I, mm -hmm. financially reasons and also because my, my, my guys, although Kurt's in it, but my main guy that I collect, Loomis, is not in the set. So it's already like, cool, just wait for the next one.
I think overall, like regardless of what me or you think, I think it's just awesome that the wrestling card community has once again latched onto a Panini product and they're like, yeah, this is fun. You know, I'm trying, all of a sudden I'm starting a new player PC or I just got this in a break and now I sold it and made all this money that I can now dump back into this other piece, you know? So instead of just being like, um, you know, oh, this is trash or all of a sudden there's a big divide like we had with Prism over this impeccable product. Like Panini just keeps getting, I'm not, you know, I don't want to say better and better, but it, it just feels like the community of collectors is actually growing with every product that yeah. comes out with Panini. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but just my thoughts. Uh, anything else on that before we move on to the next thing? No, no. Let's talk Spectrum. I'm definitely going to be way more negative on this, but I'll give I'm, you that. Um, yeah, I'm not overly hyped about it at all. I actually will have to be honest that I'm not as... Um, well, I'm not even I'm not turned on by this product at all, to be honest with you. I mean, um, uh, it's it's even getting first off. Where do I go with this? I, I'm like losing <laughs> my train of thought. It seems like it's got everything against it because of delays. So now we're kind of out of sight, out of mind when it comes to AEW cards. We've had too long of a gap between. And I, know, and I know that Billy's talked to uh, with, you know, great guys talk to Car Foundation, uh, the, the Car Foundation. They, and they, they came right out and asked the guys like, what's going on? What's going on? You know, yeah, we still have like, you know, printing delays and this, that kind of thing. So it's like, it seems to only be happening to them. So like, I mean, uh, are you paying for a position on the printing line and your bids are always so low that you can't get on there? And it's like, I, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm being stupidly stupid right here about it. And um it just seems like you know what two releases in one year now that's it yeah if you don't if if you're not going to count the like ancillary stuff and e-packs yeah i mean well the e-packs are still playing into the yeah first release it's still considered inaugural release uh and i'm not counting like you know match dated moments or uh new arrivals and that kind of stuff it's all it's all digital stuff that could be turned into you know uh printed stuff and obviously but um it just seems to me like you had momentum. It was such a such a big hype about AEW. I mean, I did I did uh, uh, Card Life TV last year and talked about uh, yep. the hype about this, and like I hadn't seen a buzz about a product like this in forever, uh, ever actually. And people just seemed to be so stoked and jazzed about it. AEW fans were like, "I'm getting this. I can't wait. I can't wait." And now you've even got with this new spectrum, you've got AEW fans kind of like, "Dude, you tell me like you're putting stickers for the numbers on there. You're doing this." You're doing that, like, you know, it, it's it's you know uh, not very well designed to me. It just seems kind of some cards look too busy, some cards yeah. look too like blah, and I I don't know. It's almost like uh, you have an A squad and a B squad putting your designs together. And they got they went out and said, you know what, screw our A and B squad. We're going to outsource to the C squad. Maybe um, could have been. I, I don't Who know. Knows? I, I'm I'm just being stupidly sarcastic about that, but <laughs> you um, never know. I, it's I I don't know. It doesn't feel like no no knock to the hard people and the talented people who uh, design cards and put the, their time and and get paid to do this kind of stuff. It just seems like it wasn't either. It wasn't truly even ready still, and they maybe just rushed it Forced out to these people. Yeah. Uh, I was like, you know, we still don't have stuff ready to go. We're going to go ahead and slap some stickers and this stuff and put some sticker numbers on there because we haven't got the. I don't know. It just. Nothing about it made me kind of go like, this is cool, man. Other than like, I think I saw a piece of Cody Rhodes, which just seems weird to me at Cody Rhodes in an AEW set at this point in time, right? You know, especially all the delays. But um, there's a Cody Rhodes, like triple swatch card. Mm-hmm. I think that was, pre- that was kind of cool. I kind of yeah, like that yeah. one. 
Um, there's way more misses in this release for me than there are hits. I will start with the positives. I think the relics are a huge step up. I think the design of the relic cards was also a huge step up. Um, You know, they didn't just pick all black or all pink swatches. It's like you said, the Cody Rhodes, there's a, I think there was a Moxley maybe that I saw that someone pulled and it had like different, you know, you could clearly tell they were different pieces of relics Mm -hmm. within the card. I actually like the design, just the, the flat out design of many of these cards. I also think the images are not too bad. But let me tell you, these stickers that they put on there ruin every single one of the cards for me. And I'm not yeah. just, they're not just sticker autos. We saw, we've seen it in Panini. We saw it with the previous AEW products. They're sticker autos, sure. But they, like the placement of them was not terrible. With these, every single sticker, it literally looks like they threw them on there some just randomly. And it's yeah, like a complete yeah. eyesore to me. It just ruins the entire card. Not only that, but it's almost the sticker quality they use. Yeah. is somehow more smoky and yep. um it's like it's like look at me i'm a sticker that's <laughs> you know, exactly where, it. Yeah. Where, whereas like you know at least with panini and other brands it's like it's they're trying to be as translucent as possible mm-hmm. it's like you know it's a sticker even, but it's clear. even the previous aew was like that yeah like it, the placement was like where it's supposed to be and if you did if you looked at it just right maybe it didn't look like a sticker nope it, not like, these no 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 we're we, we have to use the end of the roll of the old stickers first before we get to the new ones, kids, because we're caught, we're saving money. <laughs> I guess at the end of the day, maybe it doesn't matter what me and you think, but um, it seems like it's kind of a mixed bag. Like I, I see a lot of people that are excited for Spectrum and what they've pulled, and you know they're excited to add the MJF or the Cody Rhodes or the Mo- and that's cool. Like and, and, and maybe maybe it hits all the checkbox marks for you is what you're looking for in, in your card set, or maybe like you know I don't care because. You know, uh, super collector of somebody. I, I'm, uh, you know, I'm a Billy Gun collector, and I gotta have yeah. everything, no matter what kind. Of, and it's great. It's cool. That's that's part of the fun of a collecting site. But yep. for me, as a collector, like, I only got into the AEW inaugural set because it was the, the first debut set. Right. And um, you know, so I, I I'm still holding on to boxes that have just they've tanked in price, like you know, uh, which is you know, incredible to me. But I don't care. Well, I'm not in it for like you know, ooh. I, I, Silly now, I'm just I'm in it for I'm gonna hold this right. one for years. Um, but uh, I don't know, it just seems like uh, you had a really rabid fan base. I don't see the clamor for this product like I did it for the first product. There doesn't seem to be as many of the AEW collectors from the first product jumping on this one. That's just from what I see. I hope I'm wrong. I hope and I would love to be wrong. And that, and that, uh, no, there's as many people and they're collecting, which is great. I, I I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm looking forward to whatever's next from them uh, to see what, how that comes about. Metal, like metal. they could really knock it out of the park. Well, we'll get to that in a minute. Let's yeah, let's, yeah. let's, let's kind of transition to our main topic here. We've talked about Panini just you know pumping out these releases. We've talked about AEW maybe stretching it out because kind of like you said, you know they knocked it out of the park. I think with their first release as an inaugural release, mm-hmm. and then they've kind of strung along the AEW and card collectors through this whole year. People were so stoked to get Spectrum back in like you know April or mm-hmm. you know May or whatever, and now it's kind of like you said, um, maybe they see them pulled and they're like, oh, I don't want these stickers, autos that look like band aids that were put on yeah. there, and or, you know, or I don't like that. So the the question is as uh, you know, just kind of spitballing for this topic here, because once again, guys, this is our opinions. We're allowed to have mm. opinions just mm. like you are giving our opinions on both sides, you know, pros and cons of are there too many releases? Are there not enough releases? 
Is it somewhere in the middle? So we're just going to kind of go back and forth on that. Um, what do you think? Where, where should we start on this one? I mean, we've kind of already touched on a lot of the, the, the topics based on these are the kind of two, you know, we've got, um, I think, B, you know, BBM, they're still making cards like with, and new, there's weird like Japanese stuff being produced. Mm -hmm. Indie cards are coming out here and there and you've got leaf stuff occasionally, but you know, mainly we're talking about AEW and Panini for this argument today, as far as the releases, because um, and in my opinion, like the, the Japanese indie card, like that's such a niche thing that mm -hmm. if they were putting out, let's say six releases a year, it probably wouldn't seem like a lot because the quantities printed generally are so low and uh, the collector base is not to say this is a bad thing. It's not, but the collector bases are smaller. So it's mm -hmm. maybe not making quite as big of a noise or quite as much splash as, Hey, here's Panini prism. Hey, here's a first AEW upper deck. So yeah, yeah. Um, as a, let's, let's take this from like a, a couple different perspectives. Let's start with like a market perspective and just talking like value print runs, money, how much you can spend. Like, do, do you think we're at a point now where as a collector that we have a right or there's too much, not enough? What do you think? I've always been a believer in that. Uh, this is a long, uh, a, a long time opinion that I've had when it comes to the wrestling card market and wrestling cards releases is, uh, you know, Fleer used to do three major releases a year. I think it was maybe, maybe four, maybe four releases. I have to go back and double check. Um, mm -hmm. But even four, let's just say, let's just say it's four. So they did sure. four releases a quarterly, year. close enough. That And that's to me is something that's, it's feasible to me. I, I'd even stretch it to me or I always thought I would think that uh, a good number for me and again it could be different for everybody I mean uh, depending on uh, I'm, I'm not daddy warbucks over here so I don't have a whole <laughs> lot of money you know especially if I'm back in the day um, I think six solid releases a year uh, for a brand whether it be WB or AEW um, is good that's, that's a good number right there uh, it leaves you just enough to fully immerse yourself into uh the, the release that just came out so january release comes out let's just say january release comes out i've got january i've got february another Mar one comes out in march so yeah i've got two good solid months of like playing the waiting game what i want to buy because you don't have to buy things right away people let me tell you that right now you don't have play the waiting game with stuff if things are overpriced play the waiting game because it's it, it serves you well um uh, but people have the FOMO, so they got to go out and buy. And there's always been that way. It'll always be that way. <laughs> but uh, just to try to help people out who want to listen, uh, if you wait, uh, obviously you make exceptions for one of ones and low print numbers like that. Sure. You know, to yeah. But, you know, when there's 99 of them out there or 50 of them out there, your or chances base cards <laughs> or base cards, just, you know, wait, just wait. You'll get them cheaper. Um, you don't have to be the favorite unless you that's been your MO your whole life. I got to be the first kid in the block <laughs> to have it. Um, so. Uh, I, I think it gives you enough time to really go out there and chase the things down that you want to chase, uh, play the waiting game for things, shop smartly, um, and just, uh, you know, immerse yourself in that particular release and enjoy it. It's just in time for it to wane off. And you know what? I'm, I'm jonesing for something new now. And, it's like, and I think every other month is a good thing. Like every two months is a good thing, I think, uh, at, at max. I like the quarterly thing. It's been always good, too. So, you know, clearly we're on completely different ends when it comes to comparing upper deck releases versus oh my. releases yeah so we have one who's just like printing stuff out uh as we speak and then we have another one that is just like not 
And for whatever those reasons may be, we don't know all the backstage, you know, stuff that goes on. Uh, so who knows? But for me, I, I, I like a uh, 60 years max uh, for me. I think four to six is good. Uh, the re- reason being is, and, and I say that not because like, I'm just viewing this from a spectator. Like, you know, when we go through, uh, I don't spend a lot of time on social media, but if you, you know, quickly spend 10 seconds, 15 seconds scrolling through your Twitter or Instagram, you can see what people are doing. And, you know, you can see people get stoked about a product, but here we are. This is what, if you don't want to count like Panini instant, I think we're like what four releases into Panini now. Mm -hmm. So I'm still seeing people buying Prism. I'm still seeing people buy Revolution, obviously Select and now Impeccable. So it's not like they people have lost interest on any previous release. I feel that was kind of the way with Tops. I feel like Tops Chrome would come out and whatever the previous release was, well, well but that don't, didn't but even don't, matter anymore. But don't get uh, uh, maybe don't get your mind thinking about what it was at the end of Tops' run slayout. We had we were bombarded by a bunch of releases within weeks of each other. But prior to that, it wasn't like that. It wasn't like that. We got a lot of releases from Tops, but Panini is on pace to put out as much product in an in a year that Tops normally would have put out too. Well, I guess it's just maybe maybe it's the standpoint of uh, the, the social media thing or or markets or whatever that. Um, but also, Top, but Tops was pumping out product since two thousand and five of WWE stuff. That's and true. you go and you go all that time. It's like Tops is next. It's like you know your excitement level for a, a company putting out a brand a, a brand can only last for so long, uh, and then you kind of say, okay, it's coming out. It's coming. Out. And the maybe that, of, maybe yeah. that goes towards the end of too many releases. Then could be if you you know when we said are there not enough or too many? I think me and you what we're talking about with Panini. Like I feel like you know, four to six a year would be ideal, but yeah. maybe less than that. People get bored out of sight, out of mind. Sure. Or maybe on, you know, the tops end, they, they get burnt out. So I don't know. I mean, how, how cool would it be in a perfect world where you have like, you know, the two companies of AEW and WWE pumping out product to alternate each other's like that to keep everybody kind of happy, but that's just, yep. you know, <laughs> perfect world. Yeah. I just, I like to see people when they're still chasing, you know, uh, the galactics out of revolution or I, I still like seeing people go back and buy transcendent stuff like uh and maybe that just has some weird thing to do with me and like my love for like wrestling history and mm-hmm. going back into the past and finding the things that you didn't know about and i feel that same way with cards too so you know so maybe somebody is a collector of okay let's just say you're still on the loomis chase impeccable comes out doesn't have your guy in there well guess what you still have all these other releases that, yeah. are, that you can go back and check out that are not like 10 years old or anything like that so yeah I, I think there's a good variety in that but um do you think that too many releases back to back and you can even take this with tops if you want do you think that creates so much fomo that it almost bleeds and, and, and again i know I, sidebar we've been told that we're we shouldn't be talking about what people do with their money on this mm-hmm. podcast and what people do with their collections but do you think that sometimes it could potentially kind of bleed the collector's funds dry with so many back-to-back-to-back releases and the FOMO or social media and everything? Of course it can. It's like that. I mean, um, you know, taking out the, the hype machines for things like that, people pumping stuff up and the, the pump and dump uh, type of mentality Wait, like that. And Tony, isn't that what we do on this show? 
That's right. I'm pumping and dumping, baby. That's why that's why I have. That's why I'm not going to go there. We're, we're, we're kind of a PG 13 <laughs> type of show a little bit. So I'm not going to go there. Um, uh, it, you know, yeah, I, I, I mean, everybody's wallet is different, obviously. When, and we never, ever, ever, ever speak to uh, any particular person's wallet and what they want to do with their money. It's whatever at the end of the day. You take the information you've learned from any podcast, from any uh, eBay sales, from any of your friends, from any local card shops, whatever it is you're taking your knowledge from, and then you apply it to yourself. You know what? I'm going to pay that. I'm going to buy that. I'm going to do this. Um, but with the releases coming out, that could, you know, and if you're someone who's a, uh, a super collector or something like that, and, and your person's in every single release. Yeah, it's it's a money draining experience for a lot of people like that. And you've got to budget yourself accordingly. But and that's kind of why I like things to be spread out more. It's like that. Maybe it's just for me because I just know that I can budget myself yes. for something more spread out. But I would think that most collectors would probably be that way. Like I only have so much disposable income out, uh, to buy my cards, um, especially in a down market right now where you're not really flipping as much to yeah. try to refund your, mar- your, your, your hobby. Um, it'd be nice if I just had, had a breather you know, let my wallet cool down because it's been on fire and then just kind of move on to the next thing a little bit. It's like that. It's like, you know, uh, I think it's um, anytime you're talking about someone's wallet, you, you, you have to kind of really put things in perspective of what is you can afford and what you want to buy. And, you know, hey, even a lot of times, uh, too many releases sometimes can alter a per- person's collection too. going, you know what? I can't collect that anymore because I can't keep up with That's that stuff. Point. I'm going yeah. to change the way I collect to kind of be more affordable to me. That's yep. what happened to me. It happened to me um, uh, kind of because of the different various uh, levels of parallel, which was, again, the funny story. I hated parallel. And now I kind of love it for the chase. So I kind of think sure. I'm focused on one guy. That's why. Um, but, uh, you know, it's just something like that by too many releases uh the cost of cards have gone up dramatically since they used to be uh, you know sometimes half the price of what they are not even more so um uh that plays into your decisions and buying and that can uh you know with the number of releases that come out in a year that starts to add up and i gotta decide do i want to get impeccable or do i just want to kind of skip it and wait for the next one you know chronicles or something like that do i want to get revolution or do I want to just wait and save my money for something big like select possibly? Yeah. And I think it just, it depends on, you know, the, the style of collecting, like, like you said, uh, when I, you know, taking it back to tops when I was like, okay, I'm going to focus on the cross stuff. I knew that I would have like maybe like a month, maybe two months, depending on delays and all that stuff to kind of prioritize like, okay, this mm-hmm. is coming out. Do I need to get in breaks? Can I catch something on the secondary market? When can I, yeah, and, and it it did help me budget because I knew that um okay, let's say I've got everything out of this last release except for the out of 10, out of five and the super fracture. Okay. I know I need that stuff, but now I can start shifting my budget and my focus to what's going to be coming out next. Mm-hmm. Kind of what I'm doing right now. Like I'm I've kind of I'm not been buying a whole lot because I'm just kind of waiting and selling as much stuff as possible that I don't really feel I need anymore. Waiting for, you know when is cross going to have, you know, Panini prism when am I, you know, cause that gold is probably not going to be cheap. One of one, when that comes out, I've, I've got to try to get it. So I think that again, like that four to six is kind of the sweet spot because, you know, a month or two is enough to kind of get something from a release, 
kind of take inventory, what you need, mark it down, what you have. Okay. Now focus on the next thing. And I don't like, it keeps your enough of an interest to keep going where you can go back of release or two or three, still be interested in the old stuff while continuing to catch up on the new stuff. Um, you know, I've, I've talked about this before. Like sometimes if somebody sees cards too much, they lose interest. If they don't see a card enough, maybe they lose interest because they think it's unattainable because they can't find it anywhere. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if we're, we're kind of in this weird spot, maybe with AEW where we're like that, where, you know, like you said, people were so excited about that first release and they waited and waited and waited and got this one. I think maybe there's, you know, part of them that are super excited because they're just diehard AEW fans mm -hmm. or super collectors. They got to have it. And then maybe there's some other casuals or maybe they are just wrestling card collectors that are just like, eh, you know, I like what I like what select did better than this. So I don't yeah. know. There's there's a there's a difference right there with the Panini and Upper Decks like that. You know, I think Panini's putting out stuff really consistently, um, and then I think that Upper Deck had too much of a gap. It could have mm -hmm. been a little bit shorter and still kept that same attention span from the previous release, maybe. Uh, and then um, the gap is a little too wide for my taste, anyways. Maybe it was fine yeah, because I mean we're going to come down to essentially like they realistically won't be putting out anything else the rest of the year. So two releases essentially. Yeah. In a year. And, it's, and it's weird to me. Like, you know, I talked with Paul from, uh, from the wrestling card price guy, make sure you guys go check that site out too. Yep. Um, uh, and we talked about like, it just seems weird for us to call this a 2021 release this far in 2022. Yeah. So we're like, how, how are we going to define this kind of thing? Like, so it's, it's, it's called 2021 but it's going to be put under the 2022 banner. I don't so then I mean, essentially based on delays. We don't have any 2022 releases uh, for the most part. It yeah. sounds like it. Yeah. I mean, it, it was one came, it, it's just, it's just it's bizarre. Weird. So it's, yeah. I, I haven't even uh, decided how we're going to uh, put that on the checklist. Hey guys, uh, let us know if you're listening to this and uh, watching it, whatever, which way you're, you're doing this. Uh, how would you, how would you archive this man? Is it, uh, I know it says 2021 on the box, but is it really a 2021 release, even though it came out in uh, 20 late, late, late 2022? Um, I'm curious to hear from people, too, and find out what they think about releases being put out. Is it too many, too little, uh, just the right amount? I mean, is it too hot, too cold? I mean, what's going on? Um, I, I, I'm always curious to hear what other people think about uh our show topics uh and you know be specific make sure you mention us like you know hey i i i think uh, uh what you said is ridiculous tony and uh make sure you tag me it's like that i want to i, I want to hear it you know because i, I i'm about learning too because yes. you know um i'm a long time collector coming back into a hobby as a as a collector again um trying to understand new dynamics and new things and stuff like that so i've got to go to people who uh, understand the market better because they've been in it in the last five years or plus, whatever kind of thing, right. more than I have. So um, even topics like this, I, I want to hear from people like, you know, what's what's going on? Uh, what, what, here's what I think. I think it's just uh, too much, too little. Um, you know, did AEW drop the ball? Is Panini, uh, you know, uh, blowing up your wallet? What's going on, man? Let us know. We always talk about engagement. Tag us anything you want. And again, like Tony said, like you can disagree with us and you can let us know about that. Maybe we're flat out wrong about something. That's okay. Like we're not going to take, you know, our egos are not going to be hurt because we have none to begin with. We're just two guys talking about wrestling cards, love what we do, having fun doing it. 
And again, let us know anything you think about these releases or what do you think about future releases? I want to say before we get our plugs in and get out of here, I am very excited to see what Upper Deck eventually, don't know when this is going to happen, when they come out with that metal set and the oh. PMGs. I'm such a sucker for PMGs. I always have been. And that Hogan card is still my favorite card, one of my favorite cards in my collection. So uh, we're going to have to circle back on that metal. We may have to do a whole episode just on the metal release. I yeah. may even try to find some boxes and rip them just because oh. I, I love the, I, I'm not even the biggest AEW fan, but I love the metal product. Like it's just so cool. So Tony, let everybody know where they can find you or anything else you want to plug. WrestlingTradingCards.com folks, WrestlingTradingCards.com. All of our social media is found at the bottom of every single page, including, I believe how to contact us through email or you can go to the contact us page on the site too. So yeah. And, uh, you know, be sure you go over and check out the uh, WrestlingTradingCards.com network now yep. uh, on YouTube. So um, expanding, if you feel like you want to add some uh, some perspectives on the hobby yourself, feel free to reach out to me. I'd love to have people come on there and uh, have a whole playlist channel to themselves, whether you're talking about indie stuff, foreign stuff, new releases, old releases. I, I'm just trying to create a hub of people that can come on there and talk about uh, about the hobby of wrestling cards like that. So always welcoming people with different perspectives on things and uh, if you've got a voice, I want to hear it. And um, it's been I don't a dream wanna, for a while. So I don't want to overstep your boundaries, but I also want to say that you don't have to have the same thoughts and opinions as us to be able to make it onto the WTC no. network. Take nope, your you own angle of anything you want, as long as it's not hate speech or anything like that. Correct. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, we monitor it the best we can. I got lots of people who listen to stuff on there anyway. So, you know, uh, the second I find out uh, anybody who comes on, outside of me <laughs> even myself I'll, I'll go ahead and cancel myself if i have to um <laughs> is uh you know it's it's a platform to educate whether that education is something that you feel is wrong or you think it's right uh as long as you're getting something from it that's yep. uh, what, what what i want to see and just ex you know expanding the knowledge and the content of wrestling cards out there so uh check it out man it's the whole reason we started this to just get yep. the conversation get the ball rolling grow the hobby you can find me at Zan Morning on all social platforms, Wrestling With Cards on YouTube, Wrestling With Cards, the podcast. And as Tony said, engagement. Let us know what you think about the show. If you did enjoy the show, please subscribe wherever you're listening to this. Tell a friend about the show. That's one of the best ways to grow the podcast is to just tell other people, not only about wrestling cards, of course, but about our show or Card Foundation or Caleb or anybody else that's putting out any type of wrestling card content. Just support all content creators. Uh, and if you enjoyed this show, leave us a five-star review, Dave Meltzer style. And until next time, <laughs> until the next release, until potentially when AEW Metal is released, and then we can once again say that AEW Wrestling Cards Rule, we'll see you. <laughs>